0: Time for Razor,
1: hey, let's go. There's gonna be a lot of traffic
2: on the way to the game. Ah, don't worry, I got Bruins plate. People get out of our way.
0: Au revoir, have
2: a good game. Great plates, I want them too. Are you even
0: old enough to
1: drive?
2: Au revoir,
0: Andrew Raycroft, joining us on the Harbor One hotline as he does every Thursday with Gresham Keith. That was uh. That was a little rough last night down in Florida, Razor. How do you sum up what we saw on the ice for the Bees last night in the 4-1 loss?
1: The outcome certainly ended up being a little rough. They they had a great first period, came out flying, played with the, the best team in the league at this point, up until this point, now 7-0 Florida Panthers. Uh, Bobrovsky was very good, made some big saves, got got away with a couple as well early. And then with a, a, a breakdown, a defensive breakdown, four or five minutes left in the first to allow Florida to come out of that first 1-1, and and then they got to their game and, and were able to, to play and, and did what they needed to in the third. It was a close game. It was more of a 3-2 game than a 4-1 game from, from my eyes, and and the Bruins hung in, but, but again, didn't get the win.
2: All right, we've seen five games. Jeremy Swayman got the first two. Linus Olmark got the next three factoring in you know who they played and just overall performance who's been the better goalie so far well
1: it's such a small sample size i i i would put them i hate to be on the fence here but but they're right at the same spot i think i think they've both played well enough neither one stole a game they they won the games they should have won they've they've both lost games that the team probably should have lost didn't play as well as the other team so I'm putting them right on the same level, and I know we're going to go back and forth on this week-to-week because it, it, this is how this is going to play out. Swayman's got a tough start tonight in Carolina. This is one. Of, this is his toughest start of his career by far, having to play back-to-back on the road. This is the first time that's happened in his career, having two games on the road back-to-back. He did play the second half of a meaningless game at the end of last season against Washington, but this is another team that's undefeated at home, so it, this is a good good test for, for Swayman, and these are the games he's going to have to perform in, have to find ways to win to be able to play more as the season goes on.
0: Uh, do you are – are you leaning toward liking one goalie or the other? Like, I know there is the ceiling with Swayman for him to be able to, gr- to grow, but now that you've seen Linus with the Bruins' defense, not trying to project him from Buffalo – is there one guy that you kind of lean towards right now, or is it still too early?
1: No, it's still too early because Linus is a young guy. He's, he's got a higher ceiling than I think we've seen as well. So I think we talk about both guys in prospect-type language. In, you know, where can they get to? Can they continue to improve? Can they continue to manage games? And and for these guys, and, and this includes Linus, even though he's played more in the NHL, he hasn't necessarily played in games that, uh, depend on first place, like last night. That game in Florida, that's a much bigger game than any of the games he's played in Buffalo where he's just going in to, to play You know, a great team, but his team's 5-100 and 100 in the standings at the bottom of the basement. These games mean more because he's on a good team now, and that's where you want to see these two guys evolve and find ways to win big games, not just games against Buffalo and San Jose on a Sunday afternoon, it's how do they find a way to beat Carolina on a Thursday night when everyone's watching in the East Division? When East I think, when
2: I yeah, when I think of the Atlantic Division, I think most people go, "Oh yeah, Tampa Bay," and then you think Boston, Toronto, but Florida's now seven and zero. How legitimate are they, and is this a team that's going to be towards the top for the long haul?
1: They are. They're legitimate, and, and especially watching last night, watching Bobrovsky play, his his level, his class is back to. The fact that to where he was winning Vezda trophies, he won the Vezda tw- trophy twice. He carried Columbus through that upset against the Bruins in the playoffs in 2019 when they upset Tampa Bay four straight. That was all Bobrovsky, and he's playing at that level again. He's been terrible the last two years, quite frankly, and that's probably why Florida hasn't got to their ceiling and they're just getting to it now. So they're legit, and, and the fact that they're running 7 and 0. I mean, they can go 500 the rest of the way and handily get in the playoffs. So so they're, they're legit. They're going to be a wreck, and they're, they're more likely to be at the top of the standings now all the way through than Tampa Bay.
0: Mm-hmm. Former NHL goalie, Neston Studio Analyst Andrew Raycroft here with Gresh and Keith. By the way, Razor will be in for Courtney tomorrow on the Greg Hill Morning Show starting at 6 a.m. Jack Stanika as the second center. What'd you see? What'd you like? What do you think?
1: I liked him a lot last night. I liked his 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 giddy-up-and-go. He was on the forecheck. He he was the one who caused the first goal uh, for a coil, banked it off, tipped it out in front. But, but that was also unique on the forecheck, using his length. He had a couple good opportunities early and late in the first period. I, I liked him a lot on that line. I thought he did everything he could do to stay on that line and, and progress. And, again, that's a, a big, heavy Florida Panthers forwards group and being on the second line playing up against their better defenseman I thought he did a really nice job again showing that that he does belong in that spot
2: obviously the two biggest departures from last year David Krejci and Tukarask, and I know it's an insanely small sample size thus far but does it feel like they miss either guy or one more than the other to this point
1: I I think that I'm still leaning on Tuka there. I, I think Krejci will continue to, as the season goes on, will recognize more. I think you, we've seen him not play over five-game stretches. I, I just look at that game last night, and if Tuka's in net, you just feel like they have more of a chance. They you, you just feel like he's played so many of those games, and you're not wondering or, or talking about the question you asked me first of which guy do you lean towards more. It would be Tuca, and it would be Tuca going out there and finding, you know, whether he, he doesn't win all of those games, but I just don't think you're asking the question after, are these guys still ready to play in these big games against the best players or best teams in the division? So for me, I'm still thinking that is the guy that you're going to miss a little bit more. Rather than the goal than, than David Krejci, uh,
0: Razor tonight it's off on the plane. Go to Carolina to deal with another uh, undefeated hockey team in the Hurricane. What do you see there?
1: Oh, they're a fast group overall. Their team speed a little bit different than Florida. Florida's deep up front. They're big. They're heavy. They're strong. Carolina's quick all over the ice. They get in on the forecheck. They they put a lot of pucks on net. They're doing a great job defensively. I think they have the lowest goals against in the league uh, through their first five games. So so the Bruins have come up against four undefeated teams so far now in the already, well, five if you include Dallas being 1-0. Oh. So the, the, it's been a tough stretch technically for them, and, and this will be the probably the toughest of all to get going. You're going to want to see them get off to a great start. Typically the back-to-back games, the team that played the night before typically gets off to a better start and can get take advantage there and kind of hang on at the end. And that's what the Bruins are going to have to match Carolina's pace early in the game and, and try and get a lead and, and cruise and play their discipline style from there.
2: Unfortunately, Andrew, the biggest story right now in the NHL is off the ice, and it's about the investigation of the Chicago Blackhawks and the sexual assault allegations. Uh, what do you make of how this story has sort of come to light? And then kind of on top of it, Joel Quinville is – the head coach of a first place team right now, do you think he makes it through the season
1: well to, to start it's it's
2: real ugly it's it's
1: real ugly the story's um pretty disgusting and and i it's a positive that it's come to light it's a positive that this is out It's positive that Kyle was able to talk on national television and get his story out and it's positive that there's repercussions coming to those who did him a disservice and that's a, a minor way of putting it. And um, Joel Quimble's one of those guys and, and to see him on the bench last night really has to make you shake your head, I, I think, and, and wonder, you know, if nothing else, where's, where's his compass? Where's his wife's compass? Where's his kids? Like who's, can't someone grab him and say this might not be the best night to go out there. And you have a meeting with the commissioner on Thursday, which is now today. Um, it's a bad look and and I mean the whole thing's a bad look but but just to have Quenville on the bench last night doesn't make a lot of sense to me in the middle of all this and and to the second point I think it's a if he's lying the way it seems as though he's been lying and if he doesn't come clean then I think you have to look it has to be the hammer has to come down on this it's all in light now and the people that did not help this kid out in a very extremely tough time needs to uh needs to pay for that
0: razor thanks for the time we appreciate it good luck tomorrow morning will you be wearing a costume tomorrow to celebrate halloween uh, jumping in for courtney on the greg hill show
1: <laughs> very good question and i yeah i might have to go into the tickle trunk and pull something out i got the bruins tonight so it's going to be a real short sleep so I might be a little delusional in the morning, but yeah, the kids brought the, the, the big costume trunk out and there's a few oldies in there, so I might have to to, to, to toss something on. We'll see. The tickle trunk? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Mr. Dress the tickle trunk. I think that's a Canadian kid show. Is Mr. Got it. Dress Up, you guys yeah, no, un- unfamiliar. No, sounds
0: like something I'd oh, watch yeah. on an adult website, oh, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> it sounds like my Thursday nights. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. I'm sure there's other words for tickle film
1: but this one is completely from my childhood in Got a it. positive happy way, not the not the one that's at the end of some of our beds. Got it. Well, we I,
0: go. I look forward to seeing you
2: tomorrow. Then. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow, Razor. Thank you, friend. <laughs> you tomorrow, there
0: goes there goes Andrew Raycroft joining us on the Harbor One Hotline. I'd never heard that one before. The old tickle trunk. It always used to be go to the basement. In the, in the back there somewhere, there's, you know. Yeah.
2: Got to be. Either in the basement or the attic, there's got to be a, something with just old, dusty costumes.